and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast, another new series starting here. Reflecting over all 180 plus episodes so far, and what content I could bring you more of, I took a look at the most listened to episodes of all time. Naturally, our pre-launch episode as well as our very first episode on Unit 1 were really high up the list, as, well, they were the first episodes. But third place was number 41 on Classroom Management. This makes sense. Classroom management is a tricky subject that a lot of teachers struggle with. There are always new tools to add to your tool belt and new ways to think about your classroom environment. Well, to help with that, I'll kick off this new series. Sometimes it will be practical tips and sometimes more abstract thinking. But either way, more classroom management on the pod from time to time. The topic of this first episode is about how the type of teacher you want to be isn't judged on just a single spectrum. I think when newer grapeseed teachers begin teaching, they first try to think about what kind of teacher they want to be. Typically, they imagine their options as mean, strict, and controlling on one extreme and nice, fun, relaxed on the other. And we all want our students to like us, right? So these teachers typically want to be more on the nice, fun, and relaxed side, so they avoid having rules and expectations, or they have them but don't follow through on them, assuming that if they enforce the rules, they will be the bad guy and their students won't like them. Let me tell you a story. I went to a junior high school in America, not a middle school, meaning I had three years there, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. While there, I had more or less the same group of classmates for advanced math class all three years. We were quite the handful of nerds, which, if you aren't a native speaker, means smart but without very good social skills. Classroom management with us was not an easy task. Sure, we would generally sit still and wouldn't fight or anything, but we had attitudes and were downright rude at times, as junior high school kids can be. In seventh grade, we had Mr. Monahan. He was nice at times, but he didn't really have any rules or expectations, at least ones that I can remember. He also had the unfortunate trait of taking things personally, which wasn't a great combination with our collection of rude kids. We always pushed the boundaries, mostly because there weren't really clear boundaries set. He would get frustrated, which only added fuel to the fire. I think it is safe to say that by the end of the year, he had had enough of us, and vice versa. Eighth grade brought us Miss Grayeski, which, for obvious reasons, we called Mrs. G. I'll have to check the spelling of her name on Facebook when I make the transcript for this episode. She had rules and expectations. She pushed and challenged us. She didn't put up with our misbehavior. At the same time, she was kind and caring and didn't get upset or frustrated when we misbehaved. We all knew that she cared about us, so that when rules were broken and punishments had to be given, we understood and weren't upset at her. It was fair. We knew the boundaries and what would happen if we overstepped them. Mrs. G was probably the ideal teacher for our class. All good things must end, though, and ninth grade brought us Mrs. Shim. Strict, unkind, and took everything personally. A tough combination with our group. The entire year was a battle between her and us. I don't remember a lot of good learning going on then, just us coming up with more and more ways to drive her crazy. So, what's my point, besides trying to get you to envision a junior high school aged Adam? Spoiler alert, it wasn't a pretty sight. While Mrs. Shim might have fit that archetype I talked about at the beginning of the episode about the type of teacher people want to avoid becoming, There are many options to think about. There isn't simply one spectrum where you have to either be strict and unkind or nice and relaxed. You have options. You can choose where to be on multiple spectra. 
So let's talk about a few of them. We can start with an easy one. You can be kind and caring, or you can be unkind and uncaring. I would hope that you all would want to be the former, but we can also go a bit deeper than just being nice and polite to your students. Do you really care about your students beyond just the 40 minutes of grapeseed time? Do you care about them not just academically, but emotionally as well? Are you making teaching decisions based on their affective filters and trying to keep them low? Is what drives you real, actual student success, or is it just the paycheck and a visa? These things are truly caring about your students, not just saying good job when they answer a question correctly. The second spectrum is how personally you take issues in the classroom, with never responding emotionally all the way to letting each and every issue that comes up in class ruin your day. This is another relatively simple concept, but harder in practice. Issues are going to come up. Even the best kids will misbehave at times. How you respond is under your control. You can either calmly respond to the issue by reiterating and enforcing the rules and expectations you have, or you can get upset and angry. Just like my junior high class, kids like to see adults get flustered, especially if they are the cause of it. It gives them a sense of power where they normally don't have much. This usually means that getting angry will motivate your kids to try to make you angry again in the future. Having seen him teach on many occasions, I can say that Mikolos is very good at staying calm and collected. I am not nearly as skilled. I have a bit of a temper, and I tend to let my emotions show on my face. However, it is something that I have worked on. Even if I feel frustrated or angry by something that comes up in the classroom, I do my best to not let it show in front of the kids. The more you can be like Mrs. G and remain cool and collected, the better off you will be. This brings us to the final spectrum to consider for the day, strict versus lax. On one end, you can have zero rules and let the students do whatever they want, whenever they want. On the other hand, you can have long lists of rules and a variety of punishments for each one. Now naturally, this is where I mentioned that your class rules should align with the normal rules of the school that you were at. But if you do have some freedom and leeway here, you'll want to consider where on this spectrum you want to be. Here, there isn't a right answer. Although, I think you can understand that you don't want to be on the extreme ends of total chaos all the way to a prison. Personally, I find grape C classes run best when rules and expectations are clear and enforced fairly, so a little more on the strict side. I've also seen effective grape C teachers who are even more strict and some who are more lax as well. Keep in mind that strict does not equal mean and lax does not equal nice. These are separate concepts. Looking back on all the teachers I've had, I feel like the most effective ones were both nice and strict. They didn't tolerate nonsense, but they did care about their students and were generally nice, outside of when boundaries were crossed. My physics teacher in high school, Mrs. Donaldson, was a great example. She liked me, and I knew it, so I tried to put minimal effort into a project she assigned. I got a D, and I deserved it. The message was clear. I care about you so much that I am not going to tolerate low-quality work. Guess who worked harder after that? Me. And guess which teacher still is remembered all these years later because of the tough love approach? Be a Miss Donaldson. Love your kids while also having high expectations for them, and they will flourish. There was a study referenced way back in my own foundation training about kids in a field. One field was just open, no fences or boundaries. The other had a clear border around it. 
The kids in the open field stayed near their teacher, unsure of where to go and what to do. The kids in the fenced area felt more free to explore, staying within the borders, but playing across the entire field. The take-home message is this. Boundaries in your classroom are not necessarily only restrictive. Knowing where those boundaries are allows everyone to know how far to go and where it is okay to play. Having clear rules and expectations in your classroom provides those boundaries, and when understood properly, you will find that your students don't always test them. They will know what is and isn't okay and will act naturally. In the end, thinking about what kind of teacher you would like to be has many aspects to it, beyond just the simple mean and strict versus nice and lax archetypes. Take some time to reflect on the teachers that really helped you be successful. What were they like? What can you emulate? Also try to recall the less effective teachers. Why did they struggle? What did they do that you should avoid doing? Even more so than in other episodes, I would love to hear your thoughts and comments. Send them in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. Whether they are about your own classroom management thoughts or stories of teachers you had in the past that stand out. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.